All right, it's time for another episode of the podcast. And this episode is brought to you, lovely folks, by... So we all know, uh, well, depending on when you listen to this episode, as of the recording of this episode, we are still in the midst of this COVID-19 bullshit. And so my next guest is someone that I wanted to get on to really highlight uh, the medical field and specifically her area, which is nursing. And uh, just, you know, show much appreciation for what she does. Her name is Kara Diep, and uh, she is a nurse. Uh, That is uh, her profession. And uh, we talk a lot about that, but then we talk about, you know, the other things that this podcast is all about, which is anything and everything. There is no one set topic on the podcast. So I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. Uh, Kara is uh, just a lovely person. I know her. I've known her, I should say, for 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 many years. And, um, you know, she's a little shy. So when I initially reached out to her, she was, I guess you could say a little hesitant, but, uh, you know, we made it. We made it happen. And so I am very happy to present this episode to you. Get ready, get set. It is Kara Diep. Hello. Oh my gosh, so much better. Sorry, I had my uh, I had my mic muted. So much better. Um, oh, okay, awesome. Uh, for everyone listening, we we just tried to uh, record, and I don't know if it was her Bluetooth. It might have been cell reception. I don't know. Damn, damn technology. But uh, <laughs> it just was cutting in and out. So I was like, hold on, hold on, Kara. Before we get going here, we need to try a different method. So um, glad we figured that out. You sound a lot better, and. Uh, uh, that was a nice little test run. Get the jitters out of the way. Um, yeah. So uh, we were talking about uh, because you're a nurse, right? Like, are you a full on fledged nurse or is it something like prior to being a nurse? No, I'm a full on fledged nurse. Nice. Nice. So I was asking <laughs> you. No, because like, I didn't know, like, are you like a registered nurse assistant or um uh, but I was asking you about the whole COVID-19 thing because that's the big topic. It seems like everyone just that's all we talk about now. But um, what's going on? So you were saying that uh, something was walled off. That's where you like got cut off in the last one. So oh, okay, yeah. Um, half of my unit, um, they literally built a wall within like a day, and and made a section completely um, for COVID patients or people who are suspected of having it or being tested for it, and only like one nurse is down there because they want to lower contamination possibilities and you got to do everything if you're there which I'm there every week because I'm the youngest they're trying to you know protect their older nurses which many of them are um so you you kind of just wear all the hats in there like I became the tech I became the lab tech I became the nurse and the janitor like they don't nobody wants to go in there (laughs) so it's really rough um but there's not a lot of people in there in my hospital it's a small town yeah you know that so (laughs) yep 
Um, I'm grateful that I'm not in like somewhere like Miami or Orlando where, or even Daytona, the numbers there, because I, I get the statistics for the hospitals, you know, those numbers are bigger. We have like one or two at a time. And um, at, at first, like I said, it was really hectic. Every day you came in, there's new rules, you know, with the, with reusing the masks and everything. And you know, at one point mentally, like, you don't know how it's going to be or how bad it's going to get. You know how they were saying we're going to hit like our peak and I don't know, what did they say? Like May this it, month? It's yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've heard so many conflicting things. I don't know what's true anymore. Yeah, but it, um, I didn't see a peak with us. In fact, I think it slowed down um, or they just slowed down testing, but I didn't get hit too hard and I'm really grateful for that because I didn't want to have to um, decide whether or not to just walk away because they're telling me that you have to take care of a patient because we don't um, without a mask because we don't have enough, which I've heard uh, was the case in other um, states and everything. And that would just be a really tough call to make. But I'm grateful that we just didn't get hit that hard and I haven't had to make any decisions like that. Now, when you say walk away, you mean like quit your job or just go somewhere else? Um, I, yeah, like quit. Like, oh, whoa. if they're going to, yeah, because I, I want to take care of people and I want to help, but I mean, I don't want to get sick. Yeah. I, I want to be healthy too. <laughs> I can't, I can't help people if I get sick. I can't like, yeah, you point. know, and yeah. I don't want to bring it to my family or anything like that. Yeah. So that's uh that's that's uh did you ever think something like this would happen? Because going into that profession, you have to like you have to have some kind of you know, some kind of mental state of just being like, All right, so yeah, I'll I'll probably deal with a lot of I don't know. Like I don't know what you deal with, like probably a lot of car accident victims, like like whatever, like but like not like a pandemic, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Oh yeah. <laughs> Like a damn I mean, I feel like we haven't had something like this yeah. before, at least not in our lifetime. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I never thought that was like in the realm of possibility. Like I just never even thought about it. But, you know, when it happened, I didn't, you know, how bad it would get at first. But when it like blew up and um, what surprised me about all of it was how it was handled by um, the government and the hospitals, like, I mean, just seeing how they just threw nurses and doctors like into it without any protection, they, it just really just showed me how, you know, how little they care about our health, not to sound really negative or anything, but just seeing hospitals forcing people to work in unsafe conditions. It was really disheartening for me as a nurse. And that's why I I had to think about what I would do. What is my, you know, what's crossing the line for me? If they tell me to go in this, we don't have any masks, but we need you to take care of this patient. Am I going to be okay with that? I figured probably not, but. Wow. I, uh, look, I, I 100% commend you. I, and, and, and when this whole thing started, you know, I was thinking, yeah, this is a rough time to be, you know, 
anybody in the medical field, anybody just trying to help people, this is going to be, this is going to be a real, a real challenge. And, you know, I've had, um, uh, her name is Dr. LaCara. She's in, uh, uh, California. I had her on, uh, through a mutual friend who's also a doctor, but she wasn't, she was like, nah, I'm like way too shy. I don't want to come on, but I'll, I'll put you in touch <laughs> with someone else. And, um, yeah, she's like, you know, just going on and on about how like she thinks there's going to be a second re like resurgence, which makes sense. That's something that just seems yeah. so likely. But then she was talking about next April about how we'll probably still be dealing with this. And I'm just thinking to myself, are you kidding me a year from now? Because this is when we recorded it back in April. And just thinking that's nuts. Like, again, this is all just weird, unprecedented shit that no one ever saw coming. And are you buying into this whole thing of it's it's a man-made thing or it's a it, it's like purposely done to try to I, I don't know what the purpose would be but do you believe in that or do you believe it's something that just was totally out of our control um if if it was man-made i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> but i haven't fully bought into it i mean i know that the virus stems from animals I mean, and that it's been mutating. So it is possible, like, if it was man-made, they could have mutated, mutated it and had it spread to us. Um, I haven't thought about where it actually came from as much, but if it was, I mean, I've, I've definitely heard the theories. I 100% wouldn't be surprised. Like, I've heard it was man-made to distract from the riots that were going on in China and everything. Because it came out like right after that was big news. So none of it would surprise me. I mean, if anything, all of this has taught me a lot about the government and their priorities and how it works. Are you a big uh, conspiracy theorist or you don't you don't dabble in that in that area? I'm not like huge on it but <laughs> i've i've heard a bunch and i've listened to it and i'm just i'm open to the conspiracies yeah they're fun you know they're fun <laughs> you know it's like some some they of them are. are so some are so fucking far out there it's just like what are you talking about but hey you know what if that makes you sleep better at night okay i'll yeah. I'll, I'll entertain it um, it's not and it's not bad to question things either of you course know. not yeah. If you take everything at face value. Yeah. So y y that's where I fall with conspiracy theorists. It's like, you know, if you just keep harping on it and you're not going to let me be me, then then I have some kind of an issue. But hey, look, I've had a I had a guy on who's a big conspiracy theorist and he was telling me all of them. And and, you know, a lot of times I was laughing, but uh, <laughs> I made sure that the mic was muted. And, uh, and, you know, but yeah, again, you have to question stuff because if you just take it at face value, then that's a, that, that's a bad way to go through life. You can just get real, uh, you, you, you can get really screwed if you just, if you just take everything. And this is like, not just a virus kind of conspiracy theory. It's just in life. If you just take everything at face value. So, um, I know that's definitely, uh, something that's uh, very true, but Hey, look, I'm glad you don't have anything right now. Have you been like, like, do you, like, do you get tested every day? I bet, huh? They check our temperature every day yeah. uh, before we go in. Um, but I know I'm negative because, um, the person I live with is negative. So if you live with somebody, you guys, you guys are either both positive or both negative. So yeah. that's how I know. And they, the hospital actually did want to test everybody. Um, 
and they were doing these, you know, they were testing everybody and they said they were sending it out. And then for a while, nobody got their results after weeks. And they're just like, you know, what the heck? And it, then we all get an email saying, hey, you know, um, all the tests that we took, um, the lab that we were working with said there were too many. They couldn't take it. So basically they were thrown away. We're sorry about that. There'll be no further testing. Um, we'll let you know for future if there are future testing, you know. So I just thought that was a bit odd. I mean, I didn't think about it till one of my coworkers were th was throwing out her conspiracies. But, you know, like she just got me into the mindset of questioning things. And I just really did think that was odd. I mean, I know this whole thing's a mess, but mm -hmm. I found it odd that it, a lab agreed to work with us. And this lab is apparently in Texas agreed to work with us and t and test our, the employees but then i feel like they would have known how many tests they were going to receive like they would at least have an estimate um and and just to throw it all the tests away instead of maybe sending it elsewhere which is what we do with our patients i just thought that was odd um i don't know somebody said maybe it's because the results came back positive or too many results came back positive and they wouldn't even have employees um, if they revealed the results Damn. or, or people would know their results. Some people would be positive and they would get scared and not come to work. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. but a lot of things are weird and in the unknown around this whole thing. So it's very true. It's very true. And now knowing what you know about, because you said it opened your eyes to how the government treats its employees and everything and, 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 and everything that you've determined and figured out because of this, do you feel like once this all goes away, are you going to, is this something that you're going to continue to do? Like, is this, is this your lifelong passion and career? Or is this something that, uh, this could potentially have been a ripple in that, uh, in that ideology of, Hey, I'm going to be a nurse for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, uh, a lot of it with the way nurses are treated, um, have, has tested my, um, motivation to keep doing this. Um, how long have you been a nurse by the way? For about two years now. Okay. And, um, I just, just seeing how, they're pushed and um it's just tested my motivation to keep going but there's just so many things you can do with nursing like you don't have to be a floor nurse you can be in the operating room you can take care of people who are chronically ill and dying like there's just so many directions you can go so as of right now I want to explore all my options so you know this did cause like a ripple um it's it's just definitely an eye opener, but I still want to practice being a nurse for sure and go from there because, like I said, it's only been two years. I'm still like a baby nurse, so I've got a lot to learn and to go um, to find out what I want to do. Now, do you know? OK, so this is a this is sort of a silly question, but uh, this is definitely something that you know pops up. Uh, when it comes to male nurses, do you like, do you notice that there's like, is there still a cliche or a, or a stigma or a, whatever you want to call it around a male nurse? Or is that just sort of like a thing for the nineties and the early two thousands? Um, well with male nurses, they 
have more they are more mistaken for being a doctor <laughs> exactly see yeah exactly sure. <laughs> yeah like if i walk in the room with another male nurse they'll think that i'm the nurse and that they're the doctor yeah. <laughs> um and i was when i was being trained i was training with a male nurse and he was an older bigger guy and I had one lady who was scared and confused and she did not like me. <laughs> and she's just like, every time I would try to go in and help her, she'd be like, you know, go get the doctor. I want the doctor in here. And I would just be like, okay. And I would just get my, my coworker and be like, Hey, she wants the doctor. <laughs> and he would just go in, you and know, he say would exactly pretend? what I said. And she'd listen. So Whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. I mean, it's you know like it's definitely the older generation i think yeah yeah well uh um, the like the only reason i'm asking is because uh that's sort of a running gag in um the uh the meet the parents movies uh with ben stiller uh because he's a male oh gosh i haven't watched that since i was like a teenager because <laughs> he's like a yeah because he plays a male nurse and he just consistently throughout those movies gets shit for it and, oh my gosh, because he's not a doctor, right? <laughs> well, that, and then it's just, I think there is. I mean, maybe it's been, you know, kind of cleared up over the years, but I think at one point it was, you know, like you said, it was, it was, they thought it was the doctor, like nurses were s specifically for women. And mm -hmm. uh, so he's a male nurse in that, and he just keeps getting shit for it. But uh, so that's why I asked. I was like, is there, like, is that something that still goes on or like they're running jokes within, within the, within the nursing community? But uh, it sounds like it's been kind of cleared up. and and uh, I think like every year, at least I think my instructor said this when I was in school, like every year, there's not like a ton of guys in the class, but she, she says the numbers slowly increase. You know, it'll go from two guys in the class, three, you know, I think more men are looking at nursing as an option. And I think that's great because it's that stigma is so like, you know, it's so outdated. Yeah, yeah. So early two thousands with 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 Meet the Parents. That's where it needs to stay with Meet the Parents. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's awesome. So okay, so you're not gonna like just up and leave and be like, ah, eh, screw this. This wasn't what I wanted. So, but you're just gonna like probably go around and 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 try to figure out maybe this is not the exact area of nursing I want to be in. Maybe I'm gonna try exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. And can you, uh, so where exactly do you, uh, do this at? Like, what's the location? Is it in, uh, you said it's in Palm coast, right? It's yeah. The one in by Flagler beach, the one by Flagler beach. Are you talking about the one by target? Like that hospital, that hospital. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So that is, uh, is that Advent health? Advent health. Yeah. Okay. They changed their name recently. I forget what the old name even was, <laughs> yeah. but Interesting. Interesting. So do you like, how does that work? Can you just be like, I don't like it here anymore. I want to go to, I, I don't know, we'll say Kansas. You're like, can you just be like, Hey, transfer me and that'll happen? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, they could transfer me to other admin health within Florida, I guess. But, um, if I want to travel from state to state, I could do travel nursing, which I do want to do. Okay. Um, I want to be a travel nurse and try working in the operating room, get out of the bedside. Um, cause that's just the roughest part of nursing. Like that's where everybody starts out at. Like everybody's got to do their time at bedside nursing where, you know, you're like running around on your feet for 12 hours, holding in your pee for like 10 hours and, 
um, just craziness and being pulled 10 different directions. Everybody's got to do their time there. And everybody eventually, almost everybody eventually tries to get out of that because um, it's definitely demanding role. So if you want, yeah, you can do travel nursing. You sign up with an agency and just you literally tell them where you'd like to go and they'll find you a hospital there and you can work there for three months, six months, you know, probably up to a year and you can stay there if you want or you can just tell them, okay, I want to go to Hawaii now. I want to go to California now. Like, so, and they pay you, you get paid for the travel, you get paid for your living and food. So they make great money doing that. So that's where my head's at. <laughs> Are you going to try to maybe make that step up to a doctor or is that just not something you're interested in? Um, I don't think so. That's a lot of responsibility <laughs> or a lot more responsibility. Like, um, yeah, that's, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but oh man, can, um, oh, can you, oh, I see it now. Like literally Dr. Diep. That's like that literally just rolls right off the tongue. Dr. Diep. I've thought I've like, you know, played with a thought. Like if I was a doctor, I'd ask him to call me Dr. D just, just Dr. D. Cause Ooh. I know everybody's going to butcher it. You Dr. said it perfectly, but <laughs> everybody else will butcher it. Um, Dr. Diep. But... Dr. Diep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't want to hear that all day. <laughs> That's cool though. Dr. D. Yeah. That sounds like a, that sounds like a, that could be Dr. Phil's rival companion television show, Dr. D. What would be cool. Do, do, is, is Dr. Phil a, like a legit doctor? Um, I, be, I don't watch his show, but is, is he's like a, the, like a psychiatrist or psychologist type doctor. I don't think he's a medical doctor, is he? <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch his show either. I figured you might. Yeah, I don't think he's a medical doctor because, I mean, he, his show, people go on, they have like um, they have social issues or family <laughs> issues. So, and he just talks them or tries to talk them through it. That sounds like a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Well, okay. So I have a trusty Google in front of me, right? So I just, I just Googled Dr. Phil and uh, they classify this, right? <laughs> they classify his show as comedy. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so what is, uh, but it does say he holds a doctorate in clinical psychology. There you go. Psychology. Okay. <laughs> but they classify it as comedy. That's funny. Uh, probably because of that cash me outside chick. That's probably what did it. Oh my gosh. That's where I she came from. I can't believe he did that to us. <laughs> yeah. He gave us cash me outside. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't think he's a real doctor. I don't think he's a real doctor. Um, I rem <laughs> that's funny. Comedy. 17 seasons, though. Damn, he's been going since 2002. I know. He's he's kind of like Oprah. Like He's just yeah. always been there. <laughs> I think Oprah would be more classified as a doctor. I think she's helped more people. I would trust her more. <laughs> I, I know, she doesn't have a doctorate, does she? No, no. She, no, she has a doctorate. I in, would still trust her over Dr. Phil with my health. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, oh my, that is weird because now he's on the Oprah Winfrey network. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess he's part of the Oprah Winfrey network now. That's funny. Okay. Wow. See, look, we're learning stuff that we never thought we'd learn. So, uh, yeah, Dr. Phil. But anyways, so uh, you're not going to try to be a doctor and that's fine. Um, you yeah, know, that's your, that's your, 
that's your decision. But I mean, it does it does roll right off that tongue, especially if you're <laughs> if you're doing Doctor D. But um, was it was it difficult becoming a nurse? This is something that I'm curious about because is it something along the lines of the intensity of trying to become a doctor, or is it a little more lenient? Um, I'm sure it's it's a lot harder to be a doctor and a lot longer too. I mean, they're they're in school like almost like their whole lives and then they end up with a ton of debt and um, it takes them forever to actually be able to start their practice or actually um, do whatever they need to do. But with nursing, it was intense. Um, it's especially if you have no prior medical experience, <laughs> which I did not. So I was completely clueless. Um, so that made it a, a lot harder just trying to interpret um, from a blank slate all of these medical terms and conditions and medications and everything. And they just try to, um, at least my program, you know, it's a lot to learn in a semester and they definitely try to cram it in. And it's, it's a lot to retain. And that was a difficult aspect of it. But with the test, um, those were difficult because it was a lot of critical thinking and nothing was straightforward. And they're asking you based on experience that you don't have. And that's what made it hard. Um, and a lot of students would complain about it, but they said they wanted to make sure that although we don't have actual nursing experience, if we were given a certain situation, if somebody is dying in trouble or going downhill, um, that we would just have like the right mind or the right mindset to be able to make the best decision for them because there's never a clear answer. It's never, it's hardly A or B. Um, it's just so circumstantial and they just want to know that if you did have to make a decision right there, which you often do in this field, that you're going to make the best one for the patient and you're not going to kill somebody. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, just 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 that notion. I could kill somebody. That is why I will never be a nurse, or I or <laughs> I will never be involved in the medical field. Just put it that way. It's too much of a liability. It's too much of a. I like. I would imagine that just goes through your head all the time, and not even the fact oh that you could gosh. like you could kill somebody. Just the fact that I mean, if you don't give them the right you know dosage or or how or whatever, like you could affect them in a negative way, right? Yep, and. It's, it is really scary. Um, and we try to be careful, but mistakes do happen. And when something, the worst thing, like the worst feeling is something bad happening to somebody else because of something you did, um, because of a mistake that you made. Um, that's just the worst feeling in the world. Um, and when something does happen to my patients, like if they just suddenly die out of nowhere and you know, I, I, I can't stop thinking about it. I'm like, I think about what I could have done or, you know, what might've, you know, been a reason, but you know, even if there, I did everything I could and there's just, it just had, it just happened. There was no stopping it. You know, it's just, it's such a cruddy feeling. Um, and it's just a lot of pressure on you. Like you on my floor, like in many cases, we have to literally control the person's heartbeat um, with medications. Um, 
And if their heartbeat goes too low or too high, you have to do something about it. And you have to almost sometimes constantly watch it depending on how unstable they are. And some people come in with conditions where they could just drop dead and, you know, out of nowhere. And you just have to hope that they don't do it on your shift. <laughs> um, do you have it's to? Just, it's unpredictable. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure it is. Do you have to kind of stop yourself from getting uh, like too attached because you know, like, all right, maybe this person, if I come back tomorrow, they might not be here. So do you have to like, did you have to learn that the hard way? Like in the beginning where you maybe, you know, getting kind of close with whoever the patient was, you know, and then just one day up and out of nowhere, bam, they're gone. I, um, I never felt like I got too close to somebody, but I do know when I feel closer to some patients than others. Um, and, you know, depending on, like, I noticed that some of the night, like the cancer patients are like the nicest people in the world. And they're just like wonderful people in so many cases. And that's when it just really hurts me or it's like, why you? Well, not that I want anyone else to have cancer, but it's just sometimes it's really hard. Um, it's just really sad and I hate to see it. Um, there are some crazy medical conditions where I may not even be that attached to the person, but I just feel so bad that about what they're going through. Um, and sometimes I feel like I can't even take care of them um, because I can't, it's like, I can't watch this. Um, like there's this really, really rare, horrible side effect to a certain strong medication that is possible. Um, where basically your, your skin kind of just burns off. Whoa. And like on the inside too, like the inside of your mouth, like, you know, like the oral, the mucous membranes, they will burn too. And I had a lady that had this rare condition and I took care of her and it was, she was in constant pain. Um, when she would try to alleviate the pain in her mouth by drinking water, it would just make it hurt even more. And she would scream out in pain every time you try to move her, every time she tried to move or change like any dressings on her, it was just constant, horrible pain for her. And it was hard. It was really difficult for me to take care of her. Um, like the, literally the only thing I could do for her was help her sleep throughout this whole thing. Just give her morphine and Benadryl every time she wanted it or every time it was due for her, I just gave it. Cause there's just, that's the best thing I could do for her. Anytime she was awake, she was in pain. Oh. So things like that, like, it's just hard. Yeah. Wow. What an existence. That's, that's cruel. Like that's like a, like that's, that's one of the cruelties of life. And, uh, yeah. and you know, it, it it sucks because sometimes I'll, you know, I'm a pretty upbeat, positive person in my day to day life. But every once in a while, I'll stop and I'll be like, you know, ah, like, ah, I just hope that nothing like that happens to me. You know, I just if I have to go in a way like, can it be quick? I don't want to, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to be laying on a table or a bed and. Am I on a, like a breathing <sighs> machine or? Oh, my God. Right. Connected or, to a bunch of things. And my, my fucking skin's burning <clears throat> off. Jesus Christ, man, that's just, uh, that's so cruel. Why life? Why are you so cruel, man? I know. But I, I hope she's better though. So as far as you know, she's, she's still alive and 
and, yeah as far as i know and kicking well um does does yeah. does does religion come into this because i would imagine some people like that are like like they're in need of a priest or something right like they would like they're probably asking for a priest to come and just like <clears throat> do something for me right yeah when we do offer that and religion i mean i we're actually known for being a very religious hospital you don't have to be religious to work there but um you know i think every morning they they even say a prayer over the intercom for the patients um but in terms of religion playing a role <clears throat> some people want a priest and i've ha i've had a patient that refused all he had like stage 4 cancer he was he was dying, just straight up dying. He had maybe a few days to go, <clears throat> but he refused any anything because he believed that God cured his cancer. Wow. I thought he believed that God was curing it, but apparently the doc he told the doctor that God already did. Whoa! Um, so I just you know it's hard to to know what to say to that, you know because they do believe it that um and you try to educate them just you know your your scan that we did showed this like the cancer's still there yeah but they're convinced i mean if god hasn't cured it already then he will and things like that um people like family members who put their their um family who who are who's dying on life support like on 10 machines and you know realistically when you get to that point i mean it's really rare that you'll ever get back to where you were before that point if you if you had a horrible stroke for instance and end up on feeding tube and a breathing machine having a trach down your throat and you're basically you know out of it for months and months you don't it's rare you can see a miracle come up and somebody comes out of that. But I've had family members who've kept their, you know, loved ones there for months on these machines because they believe that God was going to put them back on their feet in no time. So that's the only time religion kind of played into it where um, I just really don't know what to, what to say to that. I just, you know, I, I just put myself in their shoes and I'm like, you know, if my husband was in this state and we have like a bunch of kids, I wouldn't, I would want to keep hope alive too. I don't want to take care of these six kids by myself. Obviously I would love my husband. So, you know, I just, I can understand where they're coming from 100%. This reminds me not to the degree of what I'm going to say, but it it's sort of similar where this man believes like, okay, God has healed me. So I don't need, I don't need you guys anymore. Have you ever heard of, it's called psychic surgery. Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. So it's a complete, <clears throat> like it's, it's a total hoax. It's, it's, it's not real, but this was a time and I highly doubt it's still going on to this day. Maybe it is. I don't know. But, um, basically what it is, is it's a form of, uh, medical practice and it's basically an illusion it's like a magic trick but it's supposed to be where just the the doctor quote unquote 
is using their bare hands, right? And they don't make any incisions. They don't make any kind of actual cut on the skin. So let's say you have like a, like a tumor or something and they will use, they'll use fake blood. They'll use, uh, it's, it's essentially sleight of hand, like magic. And they'll make it look like they are reaching into you and removing the tumor. And really it's a, it's, it's probably like in like a, like an animal part, like a, like a piece of a chicken or something they're taking off. And, okay. but seriously, this was something that people believed in. Like they believe that, uh, you know, I'm going to go to the psychic surgery person and they're going to, but I don't even think it was called psychic surgery, but that's the name for it now. And, uh, there like there were so many deaths because of this uh because people believe that okay i'm done like my tumor's out and no like all they did was they just made it look like they pulled it right out of you and you still have your tumor so it's some it's similar in some ways of um you know this person believes they're healed and in reality they're not you know and (laughs) It's uh that was a big uh big scam back in the day. And again, I don't think it happens anymore because of the internet and and people just word of mouth going around and who's dumb so enough. The patient would actually believe that they were doing surgery on them, but or did they know that it was a hoax? No, they believed it. They believed it. And uh I'm actually looking it up here just to make sure I'm saying it right, because I don't even know if the person like is put to sleep. I think you just I think you were able to just stay awake because you weren't supposed to feel any pain. That was the whole point of it. It was like a painless operation. Wow. Um, uh, it doesn't say anything. I, I I can't find it here. But yeah, that's that's a real thing. Psychic surgery and uh, big in big in the seventies. Apparently, it says here big in the nineteen seventies. So oh. I'm not surprised. People were probably fucking more hot. gullible, <laughs> gullible, and probably on incredible amounts of drugs. <laughs> so they were like they were thinking oh okay man yeah you want to take it out go ahead uh, <laughs> yeah i found out about it actually through chris angel you know the magician chris angel yeah yeah he's where i first learned it he did a whole episode on his show and uh kind of exposed it but um crazy shit crazy shit kara there's crazy shit out there in the world um but yeah, psychic surgery. So, okay. So that's interesting. So people, people sometimes believe God has healed them and they don't need the doctors anymore. And pretty much they just need our machines to keep them alive until, you know, God decides to do his thing. Um, but whatever helps, that's what I say. Yeah, exactly. I mean, do you kind of, do you like, like, where is where is what you do versus the the end of the line for like hospice so like how far away are you from that or are you like literally right on the the edge of that so like the person you're dealing with could actually be transferred to hospice oh yeah always Um, we're we're like in the middle between you're you can either go downhill and possibly like need life saving or you if you get better then you can you know just chill out and go home. We're just, we're watching people like who are in the middle. Like we're not sure if they're getting better or or worse. So we're in between like the surgical um, unit and the intensive care unit. Um, Just so we can send them either way. Um, So I get a bit of everything. Um, I get people often who are pretty close to 
like the hospice palliative care, um, oftentimes my patients, we were having these discussions with them, like, you know, are you considering this because it might be your best option? And we have this conversation with families and it's sometimes it can be very messy, of course, like the patient will want one thing, but the family will want another thing. And that, that can be a muddle things up for sure. Um, so sometimes we have patients who decide to do hospice and we keep them there till there's a bed open in the hospice house and we just keep them comfortable. Like when they're really close, like it's just a matter of days or hours even like literally all we do is, you know, we, we let the family spend time with the patient and we give them morphine like every hour, which definitely speeds up the process. Um, but it, it also keeps them really comfortable and helps them breathe peacefully and calmly and just kind of drift away. Yeah. So Ooh, morphine is yeah. morphine's one of, uh, I, I think probably one of the greatest inventions of all time. And just, just, in, <laughs> just in terms of what it can do, you know what I mean? You could be in the most insane amount of pain humanly imaginable. And then you just pump that into you. Cause I've like, I've, I, I personally have not experienced it, but I've heard and seen other people experience it. And they're just like all of a sudden just numb and it's crazy. Like it's so weird how someone figured that out just to kind of, you know, however they figured it out. It's weird how anything gets figured out. Like, like how does anything get figured out? I don't understand it, but mad geniuses out there because I can't even begin to understand how. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, I just look at <laughs> I look at so many people in awe. I'm just like, how did you figure that? Like, I I don't know. I drive by a house, right? Like, I drive by houses, and I'm just like, I couldn't. Like, if you said, "Hey, Eddie, build a house," what? I can't build a house. Get out of here. Like, how did how did we figure out any of this? Like, ugh blows my mind this, this microphone i'm using who who came up with this this is so i'm always in awe and and the touch screen phones like touch screen that's crazy <laughs> oh yeah that's uh geez i mean uh i think i think people falsely credit that to steve jobs but i i, I think they just popularized it um back you know back with the first iphone or yeah probably I think it was the first iphone but uh, that's another one. Yeah, the touchscreen. And where do you think it's all going? Do you think it's going to be like a, like a virtual reality that we're, all, that we're all plugged into? Or is it going to be something that we just can't even fathom right now? Like 50 years from now, where is, where is planet Earth? I can see us being in virtual realities. Like with video games, you know, they have those virtual, oh, I don't know, VR things where you can basically be inside the game um and i've just seen other versions of you know how people can use the vr uh headgear so i honestly don't think we're far from it like you can just ex- i don't know if it's a good or bad thing but i'm sure maybe in 50 years or so we'll be able to experience things at home that you would normally have to go outside for that would be useful for this whole pandemic actually right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) But yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we don't have to wear those headsets though. Cause I've worn those and those things are kind of uncomfortable. Oh really? Are they heavy? The one I did was, yeah, it was pretty, uh, it was, uh, pretty top heavy too. Like my head kind of fell forward. Uh, 
So hopefully they figure out how to just maybe not even put something on your head. You just kind of, I don't know. Like glasses. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, just like a pair of glasses, like 3D glasses, but everything you need is all in those two lenses. But see, the other thing is, is when you do the virtual reality, like I've done it, like I've done those games, I can, like the graphics are pretty shitty. I can tell like it's, it's fake. The real challenge is to make it so that it literally looks like what you're seeing right now where yeah you know what i mean that is impressive like if you can get that it, is and that's dangerous if you can't <laughs> tell the difference from reality right? and virtual i'm telling people you people will get lost people will get lost and it's going to turn into an episode of black mirror have you seen that show oh of course that's oh just awesome god that's literally what it's going to be i mean i haven't seen every episode yet but i'm sure that like i i really hope there's a virtual reality episode in that in that show because i would love to see what they cook up because the stuff I've seen so far, I think my favorite episode, did you see the one where the guy dies, like the husband dies, and then uh, like the wife is grieving, right? And they have the ability to kind of bring him back because of this ability with this company to go through all of his social media and replicate the way he talks. So she can actually like text him and it and it's going to reply the way he would reply because it, of, of all this data on Twitter, wow. Facebook, all that stuff. And then it keeps going, you know, progressing further and further. And then they can do the voice. They can replicate his voice. That's a that's an intense episode. Oh, I don't remember that you one. You haven't seen that one? I don't know if I saw it. It's really, really good. It's in season two. It's the, I'm pretty sure it's the first episode. It's called uh, Be Right Back. And uh, obviously mm -hmm. it's, that's him saying, I'll be right back. And then he gets into a car accident and uh, dies. Um, wow. But it's a very like, I, I don't know. I love shows that make me think, you know, like I don't mind a dumb, yeah. like, 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 a, like a dumb show like South Park, uh, but, a, but like a really good kind of, uh, you know, series that just makes me at the end of the episode go, whoa, what just yeah. happened? <laughs> you know, it's that's just good. It's like seeing um, all these different possibilities for the future, how it would actually be in reality. Like, I really enjoyed that episode where you can um, access your memories like that it's all been recorded. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You can even play it on the TV. Yeah, ooh. They made a good point with that episode, though. Like, that would cause some real trust issues. You know what I mean? Oh, that my would, gosh, yeah. Everybody would be doing that. And then literally, like, that's all we're doing. I mean... In a way, that's what we're doing today. I mean, I don't like I can't speak for you, but I can definitely like I'm guilty as charged. There's been plenty of times where I'm just glued to my phone and mm -hmm. I'm actually not aware of what's going on around me. And it's only maybe at the end of the night when I'm kind of winding down, I realized, Eddie, what the hell did you do all day, man? You're like your face was glued to a screen and yeah. everyone around you was trying to interact with you. So, you know. But that's what that episode was doing, right? They were just they they just kept her going like, oh oh, well, bring that up, bring that up, go back, go back. Yeah, and, and it, I remember a part of that show where the couple, the husband and wife, like they were having sex, and instead of actually kind of having sex, they just replayed the memories oh, in their own minds yes. and did the motions. Oh my god, that 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 hurt me. <laughs> That definitely I hurt. I was like, wow. Just, but like, in a way, people do that because, you know, people, it's normal for people to, I guess, what is it? 
fantasize like in their mind about somebody else when they're having sex with their partner, which, um, which is true. Like, it's just a lot of people do that, unfortunately. And that's just kind of taking that to the literal, except, I mean, I think they were thinking about each other at least, but (laughs) you know what I'm getting at. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that would have been really bad if they like, like if we were able to see, like they were like imagining, you know, someone else, but like, that's a, that's a great point of that episode of, you know, just cause that is true. Like what you said is true and not even necessarily thinking about someone else. Like you just get so it's unfortunate and it's, it's one of the real tests of, of, I guess a relationship is, you know, is it, is it more than just sex? Because if it is just about sex, you're going to yeah. get, it's, it's going to get old kind of quickly, you it know? Is. I mean, if, if that's all it's based around and I've been, I mean, again, I'm guilty as charged. I've been in a relationship like that where there actually was very little in terms of actual intimacy and, and romantic mm-hmm. feelings, you know? So that's why that episode hit hard. I was like, Oh wow, Jesus. They're not actually even in the moment. They're in some other moment. Exactly. Whew. Intense stuff. You can see how well that worked out. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, hold yeah. On. I mean, how does that episode end? I forget. She. Um. Well, they end up not together anymore. That's right. And oh. I think the guy he... ends up cutting out the microchip oh. that's collecting the memories out of his. Yes. You know, temple. Yeah. I believe. Yep. Because it just it, it ruined his life. You know, because because he was so obsessed over what was recorded and what's going on, and Oof. he just re- he lost his wife over it, and he realized that you know he ruined his life. And you know, the unfortunate part is, is, is a show like Black Mirror, and then there's other countless shows, but we'll use that because that's something that you and I mutually have seen. So it's unfortunate because this show is more than just entertainment. It is actually a warning. It is a warning of technology. And yet the sad part is no one is going to listen. There probably will be a time when something like that, maybe not to that degree, but something like that does exist. And no one's going to blink an eye, no pun intended, at the consequences of that. They're just yeah. going to be like, oh, it's great. You can record your life. Go ahead. Do that. But it's like no one ever thinks of what's the negativity of this thing. No one thought of the negativity of a smartphone. No one thought of it's going to keep literally thousands upon thousands, millions upon millions of people glued to this thing. And it's going to make them unaware. It's going to make them while they're driving. It's going to make them unaware. And it's going to cause an accident. It's going to do all this stuff. No one thinks of the negativity. And if they do, it probably gets outweighed at the meetings. Someone brings it up and they're like, Hey, did you guys stop and think about this could happen? Oh, shut up, Eric. You know? Yeah. Um, and what's, I mean, it's designed to be addicting. That's the worst part. Like all these, you know, the social media with Instagram and, um, Facebook, they literally design it so that we don't get off of our phones. Um, are you, are you guilty of that? I, I have been, I definitely have been, which is why I deleted, um, my Instagram because I didn't realize how big of a decision that was until like you tell, you know, when somebody asks you if you have an Instagram and you say no, (laughs) and (laughs) they're, they're judging you. They're just like, that's like, literally somebody just said, that's really weird. Wow. And another person's like, what are you hiding that you don't want me to see your Instagram? And I'm like, I swear I don't have one. Um, Yeah. um, But I just, 
I always felt guilty for the time that I spent on social media because like you said, you waste more, you waste time away and you don't realize it till after it's gone. But then like most people just do it again the next day. Yeah. Um, and I wanted less of a reason to look at my phone because there's so many things I want to do that I wasn't doing. So um, I, I, I would delete Facebook if I didn't have like, that, that's my main like, app that I used to like messenger to talk to my friends. That's the only reason I keep my Facebook too. Um, but, um, it's hard for us to control it because it's designed like with, when you just keep scrolling down and more like on Instagram and more pictures pop up or more, um, statuses just keep popping up. Like that's just designed to keep us going. Like, yeah, like how Netflix plays the next episode instantly. So it's just too hard not to just do it. Cause it's so easy to just stay and watch. Um, that's just, you know, they designed to keep you on their app. Yeah. I, this is why I swear, I wish I could have been born. Maybe, I don't know, maybe be born in the part of me wants to experience what the fifties were like, because the fifties are actually pretty cool. If you go back and look at it, I mean, every, every time period has its problems. So, I mean, Mm-hmm. You're not going to experience a, a time in, in history with no problems. But the 50s seemed pretty damn cool. Everyone seemed friendly, chill. No one was on a phone. If they were, it was it was connected to a to a to a wall. So you couldn't leave the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just went about your life. And, you know, they were they were just on the brink of creating like, I don't know, color television or something. And I don't know, there's something romantic about that of just so limited. And I mean, what's funny is we're limited today because a hundred years from now, which I don't even, I can't fathom a hundred years from now, but oh yeah, people will look back on 2020 as, wow, they were so primitive. They had to hold a, <laughs> they had to hold a phone. They had to, you know, this, this setup here in studio that I'm recording this podcast on, like that's how they did a pod. What the hell's a podcast? You know, like it's, ah, this is the stuff, man. This is what I think about a lot. And people are like, Eddie, do you, do you do drugs? I'm like, no, I don't need drugs. Like people need drugs to get to the state I'm in. I, I just, this is what I think about, you know, constantly. And, uh, it, 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 it's good to, it's good to talk about it because, you know, and, and with someone who clearly is aware of it as well, that's the thing. It's like, if I was talking about it and you just kept going, uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> then I'd be like, all right, Eddie, you're, you're a little crazy here, but it sounds like you're like on the same exact page and that's, that's wicked. That's a big, if I didn't have this podcast, I might do that. I might get rid of my social media, but it's, you know, it's kind of in line oh, with yeah. just promoting it and getting it out there. That's, that's one of the benefits of social media. You can. Yeah, exactly. There's definitely benefits too. I mean, you have your brand, so. Exactly. Um, what other way can you spread it than the way you're doing it now? Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean, um, everyone has their preference like some people you know it's okay to have an instagram obviously it's okay to have facebook but you know it's good to know your limits and i i saw my limits and i'm like i think it's just better if i just delete this because you know it's just going to be better for my mental health exactly and you'll be able to focus on uh is he your boyfriend or your husband um boyfriend okay you're not married yet okay i just wanted to make sure i didn't like (laughs) miss a giant life event um so so spend more time with your boyfriend you have a shiba inu as well that's pretty badass that's pretty (laughs) badass 
Um, and I only say that because I have a, a group of friends, uh, a husband and a wife who also have a Shiba Inu and I've spent some time with them and like, I'm not a big dog guy, but if I was a Shiba Inu or a baby pit bull, baby pit bulls are Aww. fucking cute. But then once they get big, they but then once they get big, it's like, oh, <laughs> you're ugly <laughs> now, man. They're still great though. You like, like <laughs> They're what? great dogs. So energetic. Like a like a full grown pit bull. A pit bull. I I just can't have big dogs because, I mean, I wouldn't be able to walk it. It would just be walking me. <laughs> so I wouldn't be able to control it. So if it decided to attack somebody, I wouldn't even be able to help. I'd be like, uh, sorry, man. Yeah. Um, I gotta have like a dog that I can actually control. Like I have to be stronger than my dog. <laughs> Do pit bulls get a bad rep, or is it sort of accurate? Like they are pretty aggressive. Um, not the ones I've seen. They, they, I mean, they're energetic and they can, maybe they're, they can seem aggressive because they just want to jump on you and love you, but they're so big and strong. It'll knock you over. Okay. Um, but the pit bulls I've seen, they're just like any other dogs. They're sweet and lovable and awesome. Hey, I hear it um, in the background right there. Yeah. You heard him. <laughs> <laughs> he was here. Yeah. I heard, uh, he's like, oh, they're talking about me now. I got to get out of here. Isn't that weird? Might have sensed it. Might have sensed it. I don't know. Um, Dude, I think he's been... Yeah, dogs sense so many things that we don't even know. Yeah, like I was... Uh, I watched this one YouTuber and he did a live stream this morning. Um, and somebody in the chat room, they were like... Uh, his name's Dave. He was like, Dave, just so you know, because he's a voice artist. He does like voice work. And he uh, he actually can imitate the the sound of a crying baby. It's really fascinating. Oh, wow. And like every one, and like every once in a while, he'll do it on a live stream because someone's like, "Hey, can you do the crying baby re reenactment?" So he'll do it. And this guy said, uh, like, he sent in a super chat or whatever, and he was like, "Dude, just so you know, when you do that crying baby thing, my dog freaks out. It like it starts like running around, going, what the hell's happening? What's happening?'" <laughs> so that's interesting. Do you? That's funny. I kind of think, do you think dogs are like, if you believe in this is a, this is a out there kind of theory, but if you believe like, if you die, you come back as something else. Do you believe like dogs and any kind of animal could be like a past human spirit? Um, I don't, I never thought of that. I mean, I have heard of that. Um, I know some religions believe that, but I mean, I, I always thought that um, when we die, we are just, we just disappear. Like that's it. End of the line. That's it. Oh no, Kara. That's it's so a, depressing. It's a depressing way to think. <laughs> we just I up feel and like leave. I said a lot of depressing things on this podcast. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to put a PSA out on this one. This is a very depressing, but no, I'm just kidding. It's, it's actually a very informative podcast <laughs> just with, uh, depressing elements. So, um, but, you know, it's fun to play around with the fact, like, if I did come back, I'm reincarnated, what would I want to be? Um, dogs get, dogs are pretty spoiled here in America. So, yeah. I mean, to have, to be a dog of a celebrity, because they get, like, their own mini dog mansions and shit, I would be down with that. <laughs> would you want to be one of those dogs that, that goes into those competitions where they're, like, supremely groomed and... Would you want to oh, do hell that? No. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a that seems like a mm, I don't know. Something. I feel like that's like a human version of being in a beauty pageant and I've never 
partake in that or nor have I wanted to. So Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately the dog has no way of saying, Hey, get that shit away from me. I don't want to do this. They just have to they're kind of just expected to do it. Yeah. No, I I bought one t shirt for my dog and he tells me that he doesn't want to wear it by trying to bite my hand. <laughs> that is a weird culture, isn't it, where people dress their dogs up? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just couldn't resist getting that one t-shirt just to see him in a shirt, Eddie. <laughs> what was the shirt? And he was so cute in it, but I don't put it on him much because I know he hates it. So that what? was just from, for my little enjoyment. <laughs> what was the shirt? Like, did it have like a logo on it or was it just a plain thing? It was like a 4th of July shirt. So it said something, you know, it was like red, white, and blue and it was on sale because it was probably after the 4th of July. And I just, I was like, I got to see what this guy looks like in a shirt, man. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I got to see what this guy looks like. So there you go. You just confirmed it. He is a guy in a, in a dog, in a dog form. Oh God. If he is, then he is, he gets a lot of love in there. <laughs> I think they, well, he gets lots of cuddles then he probably regrets being incarnated into a dog. I think they even toyed around with that in that, um, in the uh in the rugrats show because they would always show the point of view of that dog and do you know what i'm talking about did you ever watch rugrats yeah okay yeah they, like they would always show the point of view of the dog and the dog could understand like the words like when we when we cut to the point of view of the dog the dog actually was hearing the words as they were it's like you would think he would be hearing just nonsense but he actually heard you know, if it was Tommy, you know, hey, hey there, like he heard the shit. So I think like they might have been subtly hinting at what if, what if, what if this, oh, this yeah. dog is actually just the uh, like, like, like a spirit that existed in another life. <laughs> I'm convinced my dog understands English. Oh, um, he, they definitely dogs are do. so smart. They can understand us like they can learn our language, but we can't understand them. Yeah, but do they have a language? Like they don't, you know, like besides barking, like is, like is that the language? Like is there a different inflection of a bark that actually signals to a dog, hey, this is something versus, you know, this other kind of a bark versus, hey, that's something, you know, like. I have no idea. I think it's like how they bark because if my dog just kind of wants to say something like, hey, can you uh, take me out? He'll, he'll do like the softest little bark just like like he's trying to talk and if he wants if he's excited or he's mad at me he will straight up bark like break your eardrums bark at you so I think I guess their language is tone and I know dogs read our tone really well like if I say Hachi I'll happily he'll come running but if I say it like you know like I'm angry like I just found that he ripped something like Hachi He's he's not coming. He's not he's not gonna be there. <laughs> did you did you name your dog after that movie? Yeah, after the the one in Japan, yeah. Interesting. Okay, uh the one in Japan. Uh, are we thinking of two different the ones? The one that yeah, the movie's based off of. Hachi. Because I'm thinking of Hachi a dog's tale. Exactly. Yeah, that one's based off of the Japanese Akita that Oh. Waited at the station for his owner for 10 years. Oh, and it is a Shiba Inu. 
Yeah, in the movie it is. Whoa. So I'm just like, I have to. They're even the same color and everything. Holy moly. That's cool. I didn't and know I that. And I thought, hey, maybe if I name him Hachi, then, you know, he'll be as loyal to me. And I was wrong. <laughs> was there a lot of consideration over the name, like uh, Marley? Marley and me? <laughs> I didn't want to name him Marley. Um, my, <laughs> my boyfriend wanted to name him Kingsley. Oh, that's pretty um, good. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's cute. But I was like, I was pretty set on Hachi. Benji's a popular dog name, but uh, I felt like maybe it was too popular. So I went with Hachi. Isn't... Just because of just because of the story behind it. Yeah. Isn't that movie really sad, though? I've never seen it, but isn't it like pretty sad? Yeah, it is. It's it's, it's such a sad story. Oh, um, God. We just I'm know. pretty sure I cried when I watched it. Uh, it was so long ago, but I'm pretty sure I did. Oh, my God. And now that I have a dog named Hachi, I'm pretty sure I would cry for sure if I saw it again. A hundred percent. Why do, Why is every dog movie sad? <laughs> like, why can they never make a happy dog movie? Well, I guess they did huh. with Air Bud. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the kids movie. They can't be sad. We can't make these kids cry. You know, um, do you watch Fuller House on Netflix? What is it called? Fuller House. It's the sequel to Full House. Oh, no, no. Oh, okay. So the dog on there is called Comet. And I just think uh, recently the dog passed away in real life. Um, but I think they finished the filming. I think they were able to round it out before he passed away. So I guess that's the, I guess that's the, the silver lining. He was able to finish filming. But um yeah, like every dog movie that I can think of besides Airbud is like sad. You got what? Uh you got Hachi, you got Marley and Me, you got uh what's that one where the dog keeps coming back? Uh like a dog's tail or a dog's journey or a dog's purpose. There you go. A dog's purpose. <laughs> like in that movie I actually haven't seen it. <laughs> like literally, like that movie performs the thing that Hollywood does multiple times. They kill the dog multiple times in that movie. What oh, no. what is happening? Like seriously. I never saw I don't it either. Think I can take that. <laughs> but that's what it's all about. It like keeps dying and coming back as some other dog. Um, yeah, they need to make a happy dog movie. Well, and Scooby Doo. I guess that's another one. There's Scooby Doo. Yeah. There is Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a dog guy really at the end of the day, and I just blame that on the way I was brought up. We we had no animals in the house. You know what I mean? It was okay. It was just. So you're not a cat guy either, then. I'm less of a cat guy. I would rather a dog. Cats are <laughs> cats are mischievous little fuckers. They just they snoop around. They're so quiet. They don't like affection, from what I can see, for the most part. It just seems like they're itching to get out of your hands the second you pick them up. So <laughs> it's just yeah. I don't know. I would rather a dog. 100. percent I agree. I've met mean cats, but I've also met cats that were more dog-like than my dog. So Got, I yeah. guess they can they're they're versatile. Yeah, they are. I mean, I've had I've had a pet turtle. I think that's the the most extreme pet I've ever had. That was <laughs> that was a test to keep that thing, you know, healthy a because <laughs> Yeah, it really was. I I'm pretty sure we did it wrong. My girlfriend at the time, we were doing it wrong because we didn't have the correct lighting for it. Um I think we used like a desk lamp. And you're not supposed to use a desk lamp. Fun fact. Uh, you need a special kind of lamp for turtles. Yeah. <laughs> and we only found that out afterwards. Like, I think the thing oh, de no. developed some kind of a disease <laughs> and just died. And I was like, oh, damn. 
And then I did I my research. I made that mistake too, though, with the desk lamp. Oh, you had a turtle? No, I had a fish. Oh. And I was a kid, but I had a fish and I had a really strong desk lamp. And I thought it'd be nice to put his bowl under this desk lamp. And yeah, it didn't work out. So what did I, it like, I guess it's a common mistake. What did it like heat the water up or something? I think it was just too hot. <laughs> like it's just too much humidity or heat exuding from the lamp into the bowl because it just ended up dying all of a sudden. And Whoa. Um, my sister um, said that she thinks it's because of the lamp and it was pretty strong. I don't, or or my fish had a heart attack. I don't know. Jeez. Shout out to Melanie. How's Melanie doing? Oh, she's doing pretty good. She's up up north in Massachusetts. So she's just she's been playing a lot of uh Switch. She's playing on the Switch. What's that game everybody's playing? Animal Crossing. That's what she's doing. Is she uh and just trying to enjoy nature. Oh, okay. So so she's not in the medical field? No, she um she tells me lab research. She's in a research lab. Oh, okay. That's as far as I know about what she does. Wow. She sounds mysterious. <laughs> like she doesn't even tell her family what she's doing. Oh, she, I just keep forgetting. I'm just a horrible <laughs> sister. <laughs> That's cool. No, like this is like, and, and, and then we'll round out the podcast here, but uh, this is like the fun thing about this for the longest time, because I've known you for like years going back to, I think either middle or high school. Yeah. High school. And I never for once, because you actually, you and her don't look alike. And (laughs) I never actually connected the dots that you were related until a long time after I knew both of you. And then I was like, Whoa, hold on. Melanie Diep, Kara Diep. What are the, (laughs) what what are the odds that they have the same last name, but they're not related. And then someone confirmed it for me. It, it, it it actually might've been Josh, Josh lamb. Um, Oh really? <laughs> it might have been. I don't know. I like. I totally forget when it was confirmed. Maybe. He, I mean, he knows us both. Yeah, yeah. Shout so. out to Josh too. Nicest guy. Yeah, he's been on the podcast a few times, and that was actually really tricky to get him on. Like, I had to bend his arm to get him on here. <laughs> he was like, Eddie, I don't want to come on your podcast. <laughs> he just, <laughs> he just straight out told me, Eddie, I don't want to come on your podcast. And I'm like, Why, man? I like you. Do you like me? And eventually we got him on, but uh, it took a awesome. lot of begging and pleading. So he's a funny guy. Oh, he's hysterical. I think he's one of the funniest <laughs> people I know, and he's so casual about it. Like he, like he could be a stand-up comedian. He actually one hundred percent could be a stand-up comedian. He's, I wouldn't doubt it. He's so subtly funny. He doesn't even know how funny he can be. He's just like just the stuff he says. Because we have the same job, and for, yeah. for 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 everyone listening, that's how Josh and I know each other. And you know, the the, the days I work with that guy are some of the, like like those are the days I look forward to. Like, oh, Josh is working today. Great, perfect. This is going to be a good day. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, he He's, is. Um, always been one of the nicest people I've ever met. Just he, he goes out of his way to be nice. So that's that's why Josh sticks out to me. And he's 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 goofy. He's definitely goofy. <laughs> Oh, he's so goofy and he loves food. And that's, that's the real reason I was able to convince him. Cause, um, I was like, all right, dude, it won't just be you. It'll be me, you, and some other friend, like mutual friend, and we're going to cook. And he was like, all right, I'm in. And nice. so it, 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 it took some, uh, bribing with food, but 
he is someone you would want in the in the room with you. You know what I mean? Like if it was like a like a nursing room or something, like you want him in there because he'll just brighten the mood. You know what I mean? He could be a nurse. He actually could be a nurse. He would make a lot of people happy. I think so. Yeah. So. Um, it's good to be able to bring humor in that in there too. You know. Exactly. So. Look, Kara, I could uh, keep you on here much longer, and I won't do that because uh, I'll let you get back to your life. So thank you <laughs> so much for uh, putting aside your shyness and uh, hopping on here and and uh, just you know shooting the shit and enlightening people about the nursing field because it's definitely something, especially during this time, that is seeing a, a real need for just love and 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 and. Um, What's the word? What's the word? Oh, come on, Eddie. What's the word? Uh, where you spotlight Compassion? something? No, like where you spotlight something, where you put the the spotlight on something. Uh, highlight. Uh, we'll go with highlight. I don't know. We, <laughs> we need to highlight the nurses, both men and women, and everybody in the medical field that is, like you said, risking their lives every single day. So that's why I wanted to get yep. you on here. So be nice to your medical workers. <laughs> absolutely. Do not be a dick to them because I mean. T- Unless you believe God is saving your life, uh, they, <laughs> exactly. you need them. You need them. So thank you so much for coming on. And uh, obviously, we will stay in touch because, you know, we have Facebook. We have that lovely thing yep. that we were talking about earlier. So, uh, All right. Thanks, Eddie. Yeah, it was good talking to you. Take care. Bye.